Hello and welcome to episode 92 of Slam Rat Radio. It's more Masters coverage and this time we're going to look at some more army chances. So last time out we looked at Beast Herds, Demons, Dread Elves and Dwarfs and whether they would have a chance at this year's Masters, UK Masters, or whether they're absolutely naff. And, um, spoilers, it was two and two, you can probably work out which. And we're going to carry on with the next four alphabetical armies today. So that should be Empire, High Elves, uh, Infernals, and Kingdom of Equitainer, I guess. Maybe. And we're going to carry on using the same grading method from last time. So we're thinking about Rainbow. Infrared means they're guaranteed. Ultraviolet means absolutely zero. Zilch. Chance. We're going to have a look at the meta balance changes. Uh, that those armies had, whether that impacts their chances for the Masters, and whether the players coming would have access to these armies. So I think quite a bit to dig into on, on these. So let's make a start with the first army for today, which is Empire of Sonestal. And I mentioned last time out that I wouldn't mention many Arcane Compendium uh, changes. I think the biggest Arcane Compendium change, um, or one of the big ones, is Fireball being uh, repeatable. That's not the word they use. Replicable. Which means that you could just take loads of wizard apprentices of Empire and just have a fireball conclave, similar to the old, uh, the old Eighth Edition days of divination wizard councils standing at the back. But you know, wizard base costs one hundred and fifteen. Take eight of them for uh, what would that be? Nine hundred and twenty points. Okay, there's your magic phase. Just one dice fireball for the whole the whole game. But yeah, I I think it's an interesting change. Whether that'll actually affect Empire, I'm not too sure. I'm not going to touch on many of the other Arcane Compendium changes, but if we dig into Empire and how they might be represented in Masters, I think they're going to struggle to be represented in Masters. Out of the, the list of the players that are attending the Masters, there's only really one on there that would play Empire. There's more than one that has played Empire. Um, Tanker has played Empire in the past, and I know he likes them. Do I think he'll bring Empire? No. Uh, Jake has played a lot of Empire in the past, but not recently, I'm doubting that even as I say it. Maybe Jake hasn't played Empire. That's going to really confuse me for the rest of the episode, because all the planning for this episode, I was like, oh yeah, Jake's used Empire, but maybe not. Jake, let me know if you've used Empire. I'm sure you have, but maybe he hasn't. Um, I, for what it's worth, I think Empire and Jake would be a, a good pairing at the minute. And then looking down the rest of the list, there isn't really anyone else I think would normally bring Empire. That isn't saying no one could bring Empire. I think Empire in a pretty good middle-ish place. Um, they've got some really, really nice tools. I know that uh, Comrade was doing really well with his Empire builds. A couple of those bits have been hampered a little bit um, by the, the changes. Not hugely, though, to be fair. like The, um, the Inquisitors haven't really been massively touched. What, Ten points? Until I think for uh, the blessed steel inquisitor on a horse, the wizards obviously masters have gone up a bit more. I don't think Empire have to rely on masters though. I think they can do stuff quite well with um, adepts, or you could even see an apprentice with heirloom lightning van braces, and then another guy with crown and the wizard king, and suddenly you've got a four spell magic phase which could be fireball lash. Hand of Heaven and something else. I appreciate you have to roll interestingly on the wizard hat um, for some of those. But I think 
I do think they can they can do some interesting things. As I said, I think their apprentice, the wizard apprentices, can be um, quite often seen. There are some big changes in there as well. The tank going up by twenty five points isn't a massive surprise. The fact that a tank was cheaper than a Gortark and a Thundertusk slash Stonehorn was fairly unbelievable, uh, but now it's slightly more expensive. There's a few other minor things on there, like writers, if you take units of eight with repeater guns, have actually gone down in points. Uh, the Arcane Engine has gone down in points. If you take units of five Knights of Sun Griffin, they've gone down hugely in points. The additional models being the big savings there. So they've had some good cuts, and their main... Uh, nerfs or increases uh, do come from the wizard which is fairly even across the board so I, I think Empire had a pretty good update as I said I think with the the reduction in cost of apprentices the change to lightning van braces um, things like the 8s or 9s of writers repeat again going down you can get some quite interesting things in there and I, I think they would fit the meta fairly well I think a, a balanced list that can compete in every phase tends to do quite well at Masters, and that's why I mean, Empire are very good at that there are a lot of aggressive armies probably, at the Masters and therefore I don't think a defensive army is an issue um, so, yeah, I think I think in terms of will they be there, I, I think the answer is no do I think they would suit being there, I think the answer is yes and I think a couple of people could really throw a curveball, and this is one of the armies where they could throw a big curveball and I think it'll be a very positive curveball. Even things like, you know, yeah, there's just some good changes in there. <laughs> in terms of their chances, ultimately I have to sort of base off the players that are there as well. Their chances of winning are ultraviolet because I don't think there'll be any there. Their chances of podiuming, I think if somebody did show up with them, I think they would have more chance of podiuming than beast heads. If I, I think if somebody showed up with Empire, I think they'd have a good chance anyway. I'm going to put their chances of podiuming as somewhere in between Indigo and Violet. Somewhere near the bottom. Because I don't think they'll be there. Which brings us on to Highborn Elves. Now, Highborn Elves won the event last year. Um, I've eaten a couple of nerfs. The higher forum is a fun place to look. The nerfs are fairly specifically targeted. Um... Yeah, they're fairly specifically targeted at certain things. And again, out of all the players there, there's a few that could bring high elves. There's one that probably will bring high elves in that I think Mark will be on his highborn elves. Um, he's been running a dragon over a griffin though, which in terms of the update is is a saving, I think. And I mean, he has been fairly heavy shooting otherwise, which did see an increase. So I think I think again. I think they can do some really interesting things. Like, for example, the um, the change in ancient allies restrictions to the um, Queen's Cavalier uh, plus two points thing. Basically, the change to the point system rather than sorry, the change to the number of ancient allies as opposed to the percentage of points. Hopefully, you get know what I mean. I think there's some really interesting things in that. In that, for example, phoenixes with the Warden's Bond are now... You can now get two. Whereas before you could only get one. Or something. Anyway, they're not in, they're not involved in those points. 
And so it doesn't eat into that allocation. So I think you can do some really interesting things with him. I think Warden's Bond on Phoenix becomes good, but the Phoenix has become hugely expensive because of their increase. Seaguard Reapers, sure, they went up. You know, there's some understandable going ups there. Kenrig Tower, losing a spell. Sure. It's annoying for that model, but I still think he's hugely worth it, as in the BSB. The the spells that he has access to are still incredible. You can still take an adept with, you know, heirloom <laughs> and maybe even lightning ram braces again. Like you can still get a good magic phase out of there. I think high elves are in a decent place. I, I think they're the top got strimmed off them, but they're a very solid book. The high quality shooting I think is essential um for them at the minute in that that is their, their main draw, is that, that high-class shooting with a few individual, with a few single models floating around. Mark will probably bring them. There are a few people who could bring them. So Christo's played them in the past. Mm, that's pretty much it on the list. I, I reckon Christo will be bringing dwarfs. So you're basically looking at Mark to carry the highborn elves. Spoilers, I won't be bringing them again. Uh, how do I think they'll do? I'm basically saying, what are the chances of Mark podium me, aren't I? Um, I don't... I don't think Highborn Elves will win again. I actually think the meta does suit them, in that I think they do well against single models. I think their high-quality shooting in that single-model approach does well in the current meta. I therefore think Mark's podium can be a yellowy-orange. I think they're good. I think they're good in the meta. The chance of winning, I think the issue they have is that I I, I do think the shooting and the single models will let any highborn elf list down in a game. Especially with a few of the changes. Makes them slightly less reliable, you get slightly less buck. Winning, I'm afraid it's gonna be it's gonna be a blue. What type of blue? I'm gonna go for like a the old games workshop royal blue. I haven't got the current Games Workshop ones open in front of me. Otherwise, the names of them. I should have done that. I should have done Games Workshop colour chart. It's sad when you think of these ideas halfway through. Oh, well, we'll crack up. I like a nice royal blue. There you go, Mark. You can have that. We can have that colour. That, to clarify, that means I do think you have a chance. Just don't get annoyed with me, okay? Let's move on to the next army. The next army is Infernal Dwarfs, I think. I'm so many tabs to do this. Infernal Dwarfs. Now, interesting one to talk about in that I've not really played against it since a lot of the changes. So, for example, the current iteration of Kadim Incarnates and the whole setup behind uh, the Titan, I've not played against since it's been like that. So I think it's an, it's tricky to talk about in that I don't actually have much experience with it recently and it has had a few design changes. I did look through the book the other night, because I was intrigued. They can still get some similar to High Elves, similar to Empire, to be fair. But all three armies are fairly flexible. You can get some very high-quality shooting, some very high-quality combat pieces, and a fairly solid base of scoring and support and magic. I think all three have a lot of similarities. I think out of the three armies, the Infernal Dwarfs are the best of the three versatile armies. I therefore think their chance of winning is greater. There is a clear player who is almost certainly going to bring Infernal Dwarfs and Jake. Uh, 
who has used them a lot, so is well experienced, has d- done a lot of iterations of the book. I think they're an absolute class book. I, I, I uh, this is probably going to, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, you can tell I'm mumbling. You can tell it's been a long day. I am. I wrote a list the other night, and you can still get so much good quality combat backed up with good quality shooting, backed up with a very good magic phase. I went for the Great Bull. Do I think Jake will bring a Great Bull? Probably not. But, ultimately, the the points changes, I don't think, did masses to influence their power levels in that I don't really think anything took a huge hit. Do I think anything got a huge boost? Not hugely. The the biggest change is the Disciples' additional model dropping three points per model. Because that is a significant... That's like a... Well, it's between a sixth and a seventh of the, the cost. The decreasing cost for apprentices means that a, a Vassal Conjurer on Witchcraft, just for Raven's Wing, 105 points, is A, a very good chaff piece, and B, is a very good spell to have in your locker, especially for an army like Infernal Dwarfs. Especially when you can bring some very good, I think alchemy and occultism are in my they're in my top four laws at the minute. Both of those, and I think if you bring either of those at the minute, you've got a really good magic setup there. I think alchemy always has use in matchups. In terms of their chances at masters, I think Jake is very likely to podium. Um, I, I'm gonna, I mean, orange, slightly on the redder side. Um, <laughs> I can't think of the old games which have coloured the upper end of orange to podium to win. I think a yellow. I don't think Infernals have many bad matchups. I think they've got plenty of good matchups. I think you can bring some really flexible builds. It it does depend what build Jake brings. Me and Jake build very different lists, and so it can be quite hard to sort of analyse how I think he'll do based off what's in my head. Do I think anyone else will bring Infernal Dwarfs? No. Um, Tanker has played them in the past so have I I think they're too Christo really well to be fair but yeah I think I think they've got a really good chance do I think they're the best book at the minute I think they're in the top two books at the minute spoilers we've not covered the other book that I think is the other best book um Spoilers, I played it recently. Uh, so yeah, good chance. Good chance uh, for Infernal Dwarf slash Jake to podium, I think. I said, it depends on what he brings. Like, I think the Great Bull and Occultism is just nuts. I think Flint Knox and nuts, but I know Jake likes Bull buses, but they both work. I, it wouldn't surprise me if Disciples and Lugar were there or thereabouts, because they are very cheap now. Very cheap. Yeah, nuts cheap. Hmm. Yeah, good chance. Anyway, last army for today is Kingdom of Equitain, who are not in the balance changes because they've got a brand new book. Now, it is obviously a lot of speculation at this point, but, but, there are two things to discuss here. The first is what I think the power level of the book is on an initial read. The second is who has access to KOE. Let's answer this second, first of all. In terms of KOE, there are a few players that have played them. Tanker used them last uh, Masters, I think. 
I, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. He used them last Masters, but doesn't name them in person, so I'm not too worried. Kev has his KOE. Hugh has KOE. Jake has KOE. Ed has KOE. That's four. The issue is making them relevant in the current book and playtesting enough in time. The majority of the players on that list, Kev, I'm not including you, strenuously playtest their list. Kev, you don't need to. You're good enough as you are. Do they have time to do that? Maybe. Depends if they've had access to playtest files, for example. Um... I think at least one of them will win KOE, though. My guess would be Ed. But... I, I don't say that with any confidence, if I'm honest. Um, I think... I, I mean, I've already mentioned Kev that I think he'll bring resets. Hugh, I think, will be on Demons. Jake, I think, will be on Fender Dwarfs. Ed. 50-50. Not sure. In terms of the book itself, I think it's a very good book. There are some very, very good things and a variety of play styles in there, which is why I think I can see any of the four feasibly bringing it and having a good time. Uh, the list I wrote, perhaps unsurprisingly to anyone that knows my play style, was 2 by 8 Hedge Knights, 2 by 4 Pegs, Maximum Fey, including uh, Fry's Lantern, and then either a mix of the Fey Knights or the Ladies' Courtier, and then some magic a really, really good, crazy Equiton Lord with, like, charge 11 Swift Stride that does a multi... Yeah, anyway. Probably no surprise to hear that I was looking at the Light Troop stuff. Um, some of the other guys that I do chat to, specifically people based in Australia, have said that uh, Kiwi have, have sort of been very good in the games they've had, and a mixed list of peasants and knights is good. I've not really lived with the peasants, so I can't comment too much. Do I think an all-night list could work? Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, I, I think whatever style you want to do, whether you want blocks of knights, whether you want the light troop stuff, whether you want a mixed arms, or even whether you want full uh, peasant, I think all four are probably possible in the book. I think the book... It's, it's hard not to talk about power creep. All of the, all of the books that have been in the... You know, in the latest phase, I don't know what's called in gold, but it's not because they're not all in gold. But all of those books are very good. Demons, Dread Elves, Warriors, Infernals. Top four books in the game. There's another new book out, KOE. Do I think it's in the top five books in the game? Yes. Therefore, it, it definitely has a chance. I, I, yeah. And because it's in alpha, it'll change a lot before it goes into gold. I think there are a few gaps in this book that are very good. Do I think people that are coming to the Masters will spot those gaps? Yes. Do I think if someone shows up to Masters with KOE, they'll podium? Yes. Therefore, what are the chances of KOE podiuming at Masters? Uh, a greeny yellow. I think I said this on... I, I'm recording these one day after the, the other before all the pod, before any lists are released. And my brain melts slightly between each day. But a greeny yellow, sort of like... Like when you, when the last lime is left in the basket in the supermarket, and it sort of looks a bit like a lemon, and no one's picked it up because it's not like that deep green you want from a lime. It's like one of those. 
I want to say on my banana, but I think I used that yesterday. And I, I can't just keep reusing the same colours. Because I don't know. Anyway. Almost like a plague, like a plague bearer. What's the the technical, the the rot one? The plague bearer's rot, whatever it's called, from Games Workshop. Basically, I think they're very good. And I think if somebody shows up with a few games under their belt with KOE, A, I think it's a very good book, B, it'll catch people out. So, yeah. A very good chance of paying Chance of winning. It depends who brings it. Depends what style of list they bring. Depends how much they practice with it. But, yeah, good, probably the best chance so far of winning out this, this books that we've spoken about. Wait, I said green and yellow. Green's on top of rainbow. No, like a, a, somewhere between red and orange. What's between red and orange? I, you can just tell it's been a long day. I'm not really making much sense. Ah... Apologies if you've listened to this. You've wasted your time. Um, a ready orange for win for podiuming, and then like an orange yellow for for winning. I, I think they've got a really good chance. I think out of the eight books I've spoken about so far, they've got the best chance of podiuming. Winning maybe less so because the person will need some experience. But I think yeah, really good book. Lot lot of tricks in there that people could dig into. And I'm intrigued to see how they do. Anyway, on the absolute shambles of an end where I basically forgot what order the rainbow was in, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, to summarise really quickly, though, I think KOE have got a great chance of podiuming this year's Masters, especially with a few players that could access and dig into those books. I think Infernal Dwarfs have got a great chance as well, assuming Jake doesn't flip back to the KOE. The Highborn Elves, I think, have got an okay chance. Sorry, Mark. I don't think they're as strong a book as the other books in this episode and but I do think Mark's experienced enough to get something that works and then Empire I don't really think they've got a chance because I don't think anyone will bring them but I think if somebody did bring them they could spark a real surprise next episode we're going to talk about the chances for Ogres, Orcs, Saurians and Sylvans could be a very short episode of me just saying no a lot of times but yeah that's the chances for those four armies apologies that I was a little bit all over the place this evening I'll, uh, I'll try and be more with it for the next episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you all soon. Bye. Hi, guys. It's me, Lucky Sixes from Proxy Table Gaming. And me, Maddie P from the Paired Weapons Podcast. The Masters competition is back. For your chance to win a selection of these prizes, including gaming accessories, 3D print vouchers, the Breach introduction game, and commissions from the Gobbo, simply answer this question. Which army was placed at the top of the latest tier list, released in December 2021? Was it Orcs and Goblins? Demon Legions? Or Beast Herds? To enter, simply send your answer to the following email address. Paired at gmail.com. That's the paired weapon podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to include your name, contact details, and your answer. Check out the Masters Review Show on the Proxy Table Gaming YouTube channel shortly after the tournament itself. Thanks to all our partners and sponsors. And good luck. See you later.